Hey, well, welcome to another episode of A Rally Roundtable. I just wanted to take a moment at the top to say I hope you've enjoyed season one of Rally Roundtables. We've had so much fun uh, having conversations with different people, and I hope it's been an encouragement to you. Uh, today, we're going to kind of give you a bit of a bonus episode. We thought it would be amazing to hear from some of the young adults within Rally uh, with the Charleston family and just hear some lessons from 2020. So you're about to lean in and hear from some of the young adults who are part of our community. This is our family. Um, but I also wanted to say, if you haven't subscribed yet, make sure you subscribe. We've got some amazing things coming in 2021. And really share the word, tell your friends. We've got some really great things coming next year. But hey, season one's been amazing. Enjoy this conversation with young adults within our family. Love you guys. Well, hey, what's up, Rally family? You are uh, tuning in from Charleston, South Carolina. My name is Brendan. Uh, I'm the Charleston campus pastor, and I'm here with my friends, my crew. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and introduce everybody. We've got Amina. What's up? You can say hey. There you go. Hey. Say hey. Uh, Nehemiah. How y'all doing? And Crystal. What's up? Awesome. Listen, y'all, we made it to December. Mm-hmm. I feel like of the weirdest, craziest, most unprecedented year ever. <laughs> right? We heard that so much this year, but that's that's the truth. Yeah. And so here's what I know that we're going to jump into. This is what we're going to talk about today. Um, we're going to talk about just lessons that we learned because yeah. I feel like that's the conversation I had uh, no matter what circle I was in was that somebody was learning something in this year. Yeah. Uh, as crazy as the year was, I think God was teaching us some stuff, right? Yeah. Y'all believe yeah. that? Yeah. For sure. So I, listen, I just want to jump in right now. Um, I want to start lighthearted, okay? So I need to, I'm putting everybody on the spot, but what is something funny in this crazy year, probably difficult year. What was something funny that happened this year that is memorable? I need y'all to answer. So it's, it's funny because on the way over here, we talked about that, like what's something funny? And I think we all agreed that there was just really nothing that funny about 2020. About 2020. I guess it was funny that, you know, we started this year thinking one thing and then all of a sudden, we got God. Yeah, yeah, all of a sudden we got God. So if that makes you laugh, you know, <laughs> then let that make you laugh. But we were really a key keen about we that were. unprecedented sermon. <laughs> we were. Oh yeah, we want to see something unprecedented. <laughs> and then stuff started started shutting down, and masks started coming on. It's like not that and unprecedented. We couldn't gather, and I guess it's not funny, but like it was different. Yeah. Um, and we were not ready, yeah. but Lord is faithful. That's true. That's true. Well, let's talk about that. I mean, I agree with you. What a <clears throat> what what an insane year. I don't think anybody saw this coming. I don't think anybody thought, hey, this is what 2020 is going to look like. Beginning of the year, I know we're coming up on the next year. And I know it's a trend, especially if you've been around church world, that you're always believing that the next year is going to be the best year yep. and that God has something great in store. And so as difficult as it was this year, I think, and we'll get around to this at the end too, but I think we all agree that God did some massive things in Absolutely. and through every single person here and probably through our rally family across the state. Yeah. Uh, so here's what I want to start about. What was what was, what were some of the things that we just learned about, like the importance or lessons from 2020 um, in our relationships? So somebody, somebody shoot, what were some lessons that you learned in 2020 about relationships? I... The main thing that sticks out to me is that I've learned how important um, a brotherhood is um, in my community. I appreciate um, my sisters like um, Amina and Crystal. I love them to death um, and I thank God for their consistency. Um, but me personally, I took a real hit this year in loss of um, my brothers um, who left our church moving on um, to whatever the Lord has for them. Um, but it hit me and I didn't realize it until I was, um, in deep and looking around at new spring and over half my community is gone. Um, and these are brothers that I started my serious walk with Christ with, who's been with me in the past three years, suffering and growing, um, with me. And that hit kind of hard in my, um, relationships. Um, but I say that something I've learned, um, in that along with it being important that I have brothers um is my new lens and the way i view my consistency with my fuse boy devin 
um, mm. and how important it, yeah. how important, I knew it was important, but now it's just been magnified wow. because of the loss of brothers that I've had. Yeah. Um, and so unless of a real life God emergency, I will see this boy throughout life um, and has also awesome. developed. Yeah. That's awesome. Sometimes I feel like that's true though. You don't realize, I know it sounds super cliche, but you really don't realize how important something is until it's gone. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like so much of that happened this year in everything. I mean, literally church, relationships, right? Yeah. Not being able to see, I think about not being able to see my parents since the beginning of the year yeah. because they're older and they need to, you know, we need to be as safe as possible with them. Yeah. And so, man, what a, what a true thing. What a true thing. What about y'all? What do you got? Um, I think when it comes to my relationships, kind of like two aspects, one, my relationship with my mom, um, she like lives down the road from me. Uh, but this year has been one where I'm like, okay, what does it look like to genuinely become, uh, an adult child? Um, which sounds stupid or like That's weird, what I feel but like, like all the time to be real. like an adult and like have that relationship with my mom as an adult. So like we're becoming friends, wow. but also to still honor like the fact that she's my mom um, and like I am her child. And so allowing her into spaces of my life um, that I probably wouldn't have as a teenager, just because like I'm a teenager, I don't want to talk to my mom about stuff. Yeah. Um, but having that and like growing but also like again trying to honor like the fact that like you're older and like i've got limited time with you um and so like i want to be safe but i also want to like make the most of what i have here um but on the other end is like i think this year as much as we've had to like quarantine um as much as we've had to be apart from each other i have probably seen like my people more than i ever have awesome. in my entire life and like this year has 100% solidified like who my 2 a.m. calls are. Come on. Um, and wow. like one I live with. Wow. Um, but like at the same time, like I know that if I'm like 100% having a mental breakdown that I can call somebody and say like, I need help because like I don't know what I'm doing. Um, so learning that I can allow people in, I can um, have deep and rich friendships um, even when the world is saying, you know, you need to stay apart. Mm -hmm. um, but I've been blessed this year to have two live-in best friends um, and to have people who are genuinely after me um, and are going to show up no matter what. So, yeah. That's awesome. Crystal, <clears throat> what do you think? Um, I think for me, it's probably like the same lines along a little bit of both, but like my relationship with my parents, mm -hmm. more importantly, their relationships with God. Yeah. Um, I think that is where God decided to like reveal to me a lot of the way that I pursue my parents, the whether there's a lack thereof or if, you know, I'm talking to them at all. But if you know me, like, you know, probably before 2020 or 2019, like yeah. I didn't really talk to either one of my parents. Mm -hmm. Um, it's just unhealthy relationships there. And probably in 2019, God began to stir up in me like I, sh I need these relationships um more importantly like my parents need to see jesus um and for a long time i refused for that person to be me mm -hmm. i didn't want to put myself in a position to be hurt like that anymore um <clears throat> but i when 2020 started i was so excited about the ministry that we were getting ready to do mm -hmm. and i'm thinking in the walls <laughs> of a church yep um and then the four walls of the church closed down and so I'm sitting there and I'm like, well, God, I thought that this was the year to do all of the ministry. And he said, absolutely. This is this is the year for you to do ministry. Um, it's the year for you to get into um, get into your Bible mm -hmm. and you need to go to war on behalf of your parents. Yeah. You need to go to war on behalf of them. And like, praise God, like the whole year has been upside down around the town. But like my dad sits faithfully in a Bible study on Wednesdays. Wow, wow. That's great. Um, and like I gave him his first Bible um, and he is taking that very seriously. And we talk about it now. And I literally would not have talked to my dad before any of all this about yeah. Jesus, but he had questions. And I think because all of this, the world shut down, but like ministry didn't stop. Mm -hmm. um, and the things that God were stirring in our hearts, that didn't stop either. Mm -hmm. And so even now my mom, super Catholic woman, um, but now sitting down and like, dedicating her time to like she's retired and she could do anything she wanted but she's dedicating her time to like 
read the Bible for the first time in her life and not some Catholic version or some like, hey, here's half of the Bible, but like the full Bible in its entirety. And I really don't think before all of this that I would have cared um, whether or not they did that or not. And that's me being super real because it just wasn't on my list of top things to do because I yeah. felt like we needed to make church happen and all of these things we needed the people to get here. And <laughs> yes, those are all good things. But yeah. ultimately, and we all know this, like the the most ministry, the most important ministry is your family, yeah. um, whether you're married or not. You, we've all got some family and we mm-hmm. all know somebody who doesn't know Jesus. Yeah. And, I wouldn't have said my parents knew Jesus. And I think looking at the end of this year, I would say like, I've seen some massive growth in them mm-hmm. um, and they're in their sixties. And it's like, so it's never too late for anybody 100%. to have a genuine relationship with the Lord. So that's what I've learned about how important it is for my relationship with Jesus um, and to be consistent in how I spend my time and to be consistent and how you were saying, like in Devin's life, like to be consistent and into the people around me, and not just the people under me, but literally everybody around me. Mm-hmm. I know we all feel it, but it does seem like this year God kind of just took the world and shook it up a little bit, and like almost did like a reset button. Because like at some point, right? <laughs> at some point, that was the main thing. The main thing is getting the gospel to the to the people that you're around yeah. that God has put in your path. And I think it's such a cool, beautiful thing because I know that there are rally young adults across this state that have situations where they are trying to follow Jesus with everything they have. And this is not on their parents' radar. Mm-hmm. And so, Crystal, I've seen it happen. I've watched you do it this year. Uh, what a testament just to every single uh, rally young adult that's in that same boat because it can happen. Mm-hmm. What's crazy about this is that it's like the Lord is so intentional in all spaces. And so like, we're not just seeing this with us, but we're seeing this in journey church. We're seeing this in faith. Um, We're seeing this in cathedral down the street. And it's like, wow, like Lord is really doing something in the 18 to five year olds, at least in in Charleston. Church. Yes. The big C church. The big C. Yes. That's it. That's awesome. Okay, cool. Well, that's perfect. Cause that next thing I want to talk about is like lessons learned in 2020 about the importance of church. Let's hear it. (laughs) Right. Get your butt there period that's like pretty much all i have to say not really um it is <laughs> i know important. that's not all you have it's to say not, it's not, uh, get there and like the reason why like i'm like mm, and yes and amening like these stories is because like i literally would not know anybody sitting at this table if i did not consistently come to church if wow. i did not value church um, and that's not to say like that I can't have a relationship with the Lord outside of church, but like there is something that happens when you get with other believers that like boosts your faith. Like when I get to say like, Hey, it's hard. I got to lean on you a little bit. Or someone has to say like, it's hard. I got to lean on you a little bit. Like that is okay. Um, and I've just seen so many people, uh, I was actually thinking about this earlier today. Um, just like see this riff um, in the body of, well, we've got to be super reformed or we've got to be super charismatic or we've just got to teach on God is loving or we've just got to teach on God's wrath. And it's like, when did those two things have to like be at odds? Like, cause I'm pretty sure whenever we talk about Jesus, there is a, a very real level of the duality of him. Like he is both we get to we get to have the both charismatic and reformed teachings when we talk about him. Why? Because like our theology should be sound 100%. We should speak about the gospel in a way that is true and to the word. But at the same time, we can be passionate about it. We can like genuinely have joy about it because that is what we put our faith in. And that is where our joy comes from. And then at the same time, excuse me. Um, oh my God, I just lost my train of thought. We can cut that. <laughs> no, we're going to leave that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no two takes. Excuse me. Um, but like when it comes to uh, being, um, I don't know, talking about God's love and God's wrath. And it's like those two things complement each other. Um, and so like when you try and separate the two, you're trying to minimize who God is. Um, And so like when we're sitting here and we're saying like, no, God is just loving or God is just wrath. It's like, no, those two things pair. God's love 
or God's wrath is a display of his love. And so when we are doing all these things and we're just like dividing all that stuff, it's like it's causing a riff in the body. And guess what? Things don't happen when we aren't unified. And I'm not saying that you can't value certain things, but your value of how things are taught or what like the way things are taught um, should not outweigh your value for the Lord. It should not outweigh uh, your value of meeting with other believers. Um, and so I've I've watched uh, division happen, but go and find yourself a church. Go yep. there for a month, stick it out, like really like wrestle with. Is Dig this, in. Yes, like be consistent. Is this my place? If not, you move to the next one and you say like, what do, what do I value? What do I want? Um, what do I, how do I need to be taught? Do I need a smaller church? Do I need a larger church? Like, do I need something that caters to 18 to 25 year olds? Do I need something that is a little bit more mature? Like figure that out, but pursue, pursue, pursue the body. It will bless you. Yeah. And also like with that being said, um, come in with the right mindset is because Unless we can't even get to the importance of church if people don't understand what church is. And I, mm. I'm based upon the conversations that I'm hearing in 18 and 25 year olds, there's a lack of understanding of what is church and That's why do we know. go. Um, and the reason why I say this is because, yes and amen, for us, church is the place where we get edified encouraged, built mm -hmm. up, mm -hmm. stirred up, and the opportunity is presented that we um, can serve, but it's not ultimately about us, right. but mm -hmm. that we gather right. so that we can together mm -hmm. worship mm -hmm. God, right. worship Christ. The way I love, mm -hmm. the way I communicate, the mm -hmm. way I show up consistently, the way mm -hmm. I serve consistently, that is worship unto God. The way I tithe, yeah. that is worship unto God. And so like, I think the reason why a lot of people can leave mm -hmm. and be okay or come in and just judge all around is because we made it about us. When we, mm. for, we, we have forgotten that when we step in automatically in everything that we're doing, we're worshiping God. And so before we get to, um, well, we're already here, but like in order to understand the importance <laughs> we, we're of church, here. in order to understand the per importance of church, you have got to have the right perspective on work, not even what church is, who church is. Yeah. This is the body, the bride of Christ mm -hmm. coming to worship. Right. Um, our Lord. Yeah. yeah, I think even with that, uh, I think we can all be honest and be like, at some point or another, we've wanted to walk away from church. <laughs> like, yeah. at some yeah. point or another, we have all been like, me no. too. Like, at some point, you've, you've come to this place. Yeah. And you're like, I don't want to be a part of this anymore. Whether that's because relationships are broken mm -hmm. or whether that's because church hurt is a real life thing. Yeah. But at some point or another, you will find yourself because people people are people. And yeah. God created us human for a reason. So mm -hmm. that means we act as such. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that means we do things to hurt each other. Mm -hmm. Not yeah. intentionally, mm -hmm. but that is the way that we are wi wired. And that's no why right, there's no perfect church. And so yeah. it's like at some point or another... We've all wanted to walk away. Yeah. Even in the middle of a pandemic, you wanted we wanted to walk yeah. away. But but church, like you're saying, is not about us solely. Yeah. Like God will move despite us. Mm -hmm. That is clear as day in scripture. God will move despite us. But what would happen if we decided I want to do this with God. Mm -hmm. What would happen if if we got over ourselves and mm -hmm. said, God, I want to do all of this? For worship to you to yeah. give glory yeah. to yeah. you, yeah. and so I mean we could go on and on about why church I think is important. That just produces a endurance on the inside. It of us. does that, because like, without it, can... you would literally you would literally quit. You would wash your hands of it all, and this is why people do quit. Because you, if you're not if you're not connected, I mean, and I mean everything that we're talking about ties into each other. Mm -hmm. The relationships are important. Yeah. The church is important. Yeah. God is important. Mm -hmm. Everything ties in together. God mm -hmm. cares about reconciliation. Mm -hmm. He yeah. cares so much yeah. about it that it, it is our inheritance. Mm -hmm. It is for us to do. <laughs> he has given it to us and has said, hey, this right here is yours, yeah. but nobody wants to pick it up and claim it. Mm -hmm. And for 18 to 25, it's like, 
This is literally our inheritance. 100%. Hope is our inheritance. Yeah. Peace is our inheritance. What kind Joy. Of this? Yeah. yeah, every everything is our inheritance. But we wash our hands of it because we've been hurt, mm. because we've been forgotten. And those are real feelings. Mm-hmm. And that matters. Those feelings matter to God. And those feelings matter to the people around you. Yeah. And yes, the church may have hurt you, yeah. but the church is, is also a place where you can come get healed. Yeah. We've all been hurt by church. 2019, I wanted to walk away from church completely because yeah. I had no friends, yeah. I had no community. But when I did open my mouth yeah. and talk to people about the things yeah. that I was wrestling with, it was never, hey, we don't want to deal with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was always, hey, you need, yeah, we're going to get all of in that. We're going to we're going to figure all of this out. Like, but all I need you to do is show up. Yep. Yeah. That's the Trade. best Come advice on. anyone has ever Trade. given me was just when Jesus. in the middle of muck and mire, yep. the only thing that was required of me was to show up faithfully yeah. every single day yeah. to the Lord and to the people around me. And so yeah. I had to show up to church when literally it felt like, I was the only person in the room who felt depressed. Mm. When I was the only person in the room who felt alone. Mm. When I had no people to talk to, I showed up to church, not because of me, Mm -hmm. but because God had said something very clear to me. That I belonged to him. And the church church is our inheritance. And the church is literally our inheritance. So if we do nothing Mm. and sit around Devin, we're yeah what are we what are we leaving him yeah, you're exactly. what are we leaving your exactly. kids our future kids we're yeah. not we're leaving them to the world mm-hmm. we know how terrible that can be and so it's like this is our inheritance yeah church is our inheritance That's good question. and we've got to claim that i think what i see as I, 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 I think it started in my generation um and i think there's just such an idea of we're supposed to be critical of everything mm-hmm. we're supposed to pick apart everything and the minute that something doesn't seem like the right thing, you just leave. Like you have the choice because you're that important, because you're that, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think we saw that take place and we've seen that in the world. I mean, look at, look at, literally get on Facebook or Instagram or anything right now. Well. Like the world is divided, <laughs> right? Yeah. You can literally, somebody, it doesn't matter what post gets posted, somebody's gonna pick something apart yeah. about it. Real talk. And I think about, I mean, I've been a part of this church now for 10 years uh, on staff and then been a part of it since 2005. And it's gone through tons of changes. I've seen tons of things. But can I just tell you something I think is so undervalued, but I think you guys are hitting on it. It's just the, just like the importance of just sticking around. Yeah. Sticking it out. Yeah. I think about all of the blessings that I would have missed. I think about all the miracles that I wouldn't have seen that honestly, that I had a part of playing into that I would have never seen come to fruition. But because I was just willing to, I resolved in myself, I'm just going to stick around. This doesn't feel good right now. I don't know if like where this is going to land, but I'm just going to dig my feet in yeah. and I'm just going to show up. Yeah. And you know what? I'm going to trust that God hasn't released me because my feelings are completely submitted to him so and not leading the way. Right. And so I feel like I have seen God do such amazing things. And I promise you, I have seen it. He is faithful. Yeah, he is. I've seen it time and time again in my life. I've seen it in my family. And if I think I'm like, you know, you talk about my kids. If I could teach my kids anything, listen, your feelings are going to want you to fly every single time. They're going to want you to leave that relationship. They're going to want you to leave that church. They're going to want you to leave that college when it gets hard. It really doesn't matter. Your feelings are going to trick you to say, go, run, retreat. And it is, if you do that, you are leaning on your own understanding, on your own power. So if you stay, what are you rooted in? You have to be rooted in faith at that point to just stay. And so I think, I think, oh, I'm just missing so much. It's like, oh, we didn't do this quick enough, or they didn't do that quick enough, or this church teaches too much about this. Listen, let's get about 70% right. Let's make sure there is sound theology that there is there. And maybe you don't love the music, or maybe you don't love that they do this one thing. Let's get about 70% of the way. Mm -hmm. And what if you just dig your feet in? And then what if, like you said, what if you just open up yourself? Come on. And then what if you just open (laughs) up your hands and say, God, how do you want to use me in this place and get to work? Yes. Maybe those feelings are meant to give you perspectives. About the gifts that the Holy yes. Spirit is trying to show you, <laughs> but you're too stubborn in the. Okay, I got yes. it. Wait, okay. I'll never finish that. 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 I'll never You're probably listening to this podcast on a phone. You have access to the Bible app. And so it's like, oh my gosh, when people are like, do all these different things, it's like, okay, yeah, the 70% is there. Yeah. 100%, the 70% is there, like 99% of the time. Um, a lot of percentages. Wait, I'm sorry. <laughs> <Let's go. laughs> I'm sorry. But like, you have, you have yeah. God's word, like God 
breathed out and this was inspired this was written and so it's like to me you have no excuse um to say like i didn't get fed um to say i didn't i didn't get what i needed it's like well you have everything you need right here in this book and so to me like open it up and we'll sit every day and you'll read maybe a line and you'll go, that didn't make any sense. But guess what? You look at some commentary, you ask some questions, you read it again, you read it again, you read it again. And one day those words are going to come off that page and it is going to take root in your heart. Yep, sure. What's crazy is we sure. sit here and we look at these stories. We see these dummies in the Exodus called the, Is- <laughs> called the Israelites um, messing around with other gods, false gods. And we're like, oh, That's they're so you. dumb. They're so stupid without... Looking at what this scripture is meant to tell us, like, hey, that's on the inside of you. So you got to be careful at what you're doing and where you're running off to. This isn't the purpose of the will of God for your life. And so when you read the Bible, make sure that you know, yeah, it's it's about God, but he's talking about you in the text. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, 2020 has not made us more passionate (laughs) at all. All right. But I will say, just to close this part of it up, I will say, uh, I think God is rooting out the consumeristic mindset in us. Yes. Because we saw in 2020 that everything couldn't be catered around us. Mm -hmm. We couldn't go where we wanted when we wanted to. We couldn't do what we wanted when we wanted to. And God was just saying, hey, I'm enough. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. As simple as that is. I'm enough. Are you sure? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. I'm positive. Okay, so let's keep going. So what are some lessons? And maybe, honestly, I'm going to be real. I think these are some probably harder lessons that we've learned. What have we learned in 2020 just about the world? Maybe it's your world. Maybe it's South Carolina. Maybe it's Charleston. Maybe it's politics. I'm not going to open You know, we got time. We're here. Let's just... We'll get another cup of coffee. Right? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I, I... The world, the world is disappointing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say that with everything in me, mm-hmm. um, that if I put my hope in the world, I'm going to be disappointed. 100%. If I put my trust in the world, I'm going to be disappointed. Mm-hmm. Like if I put any of the things that belong to God yeah. into the world, mm-hmm. I'm going to be disappointed. And that is the hardest thing to wrestle with Hmm. and we don't realize it i never would have said that at the beginning of the year Hmm. um and i never would have said that you can also see the world play out in in like the people around you in the church around you that is hard and that has been hard especially in the past couple of weeks um to see people be so divided to see christians be so divided to see Christians so immersed into this world, to see them root themselves in the world before they root themselves in the word. It's disappointing. Um, And it does do something to you to sit back and watch the people around you scramble. Um, It's like a kick an anthill and all of the ants, (laughs) all of the ants spatter. And then you wonder why the ants bit you. It's because you. Stop. It is because you kicked. It is because you kicked the ant, and now the ants are on you, and you sit back and you're like, "Well, I don't, I don't understand why that happened. I don't. What are you complaining about? I know why. I'm confused. Like, why are you confused? Why are you confused? And so it's like, I, that is the illustration that I get. That is the things that I see in the world play out all by themselves, like literally all by themselves. We we do something, mm-hmm. a thing happens, and then we are confused by the results mm-hmm. that but but we did it we did it we did it first we literally see it play out in genesis mm-hmm. when god said very clearly and adam and eve went against that and then they were confused and so they hid mm-hmm. and so what i see what i've learned about the world is like we all we say this and we know this that the world needs jesus um, and we, I believe with everything in us that we believe that and we want to see that happen. Um, but we are lazy and we lack a lot of what you're saying, Brennan, about like being consumers, um, consumers consume for themselves and no one else. Mm-hmm. And so we lack a lot of consuming and then giving. 
Mm -hmm. Um, We lack that spirit of going out to give. And so, yes, the world absolutely needs a savior. We all needed a savior. We still, to this day, no matter how long you've been a Christian, you need a savior. Mm -hmm. And so the world disappoints. Absolutely. The world hurts. The world lies. Um, The world steals. It robs you of your joy, your peace. But God doesn't do any of those things. Um, And... Well, see, you keep saying this and I just got to interject for a second because I think about literally we're talking about, and I I agree. It's always been that way though, right? Like it's been that way. But for God so loved the world that he gave. So, I mean, if you ever wanted a better understanding of who God is, is look at the world. Look at the world. It's evident. It's on display right now. Mm -hmm. How frustrating, disappointing, like I'm going to rip my hair out sometimes thinking about (laughs) like if turn on the news, right? If you don't, right? Nope. So it's like, but God still love that he gave. Mm-hmm. And how do we do anything different too? Right. What's crazy is that you were talking about mm-hmm. earlier, the, um, the uh, I guess the drift between, um, um, what'd you say, wrath and love. Mm-hmm. And through this lens, I'll see that it's Christians versus the world. Mm-hmm. Through this lens, I will see that it's us against them, that they mm-hmm. hate us and we hate them. Um, and we'll say that we love them, but our actions speak differently. Yeah. But the fact that God so loved the world, yes and amen, I am no longer following the course of this world, as Ephesians chapter 2 says. Mm-hmm. But in following God, I am more for the world than yes. the world. Mm-hmm. Yes, I am more for the redemption of the That's world it. than mm-hmm. the world That's itself, it. because mm-hmm. they are looking in the course of this world. What are they looking at? They're looking at well, what's going to fix this um, <laughs> for, uh, republic versus Democrats. More education, uh, more money. Uh, 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 more love, and the, according to their worldview, whether that's uh, this big, overwhelming feeling that just has gone with the wind. Um, and so we understand that that's not it. And, yeah. and I'm not super, we are not superficially saying that Jesus Christ is the cure or the answer, but who else in the world, mm-hmm. who else in history do we know of mm-hmm. that bled and died in a gruesome way on a cross by his enemies and says, and looks at them and looks at the father and says, forgive them Mm -hmm. for they know not what they do. Mm -hmm. That's the person that we're following. Mm -hmm. And so I think that in all of the division and all the evil that we see, the brokenness that we see in the world, that story is the answer. And what's so crazy about this salvation work is our testimony got interloped into that story. Mm -hmm. And so if you've been saved by grace, Mm -hmm. not works, not anything that you've done, Mm -hmm. but you've been saved by the grace of Jesus, that should produce an overwhelming love for the world. Mm -hmm. And what does that look like? That looks like you going out and you loving the world, not um, saying that you love them, but wanting to get into arguments, mm-hmm. not saying that you love them, but wanting to win conversations or discussions or um, 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 disagreements, but saying that you love them and say, hey, Jesus Christ is the answer. And I know that is offensive, but understand that I come from the same place. Yeah. I need Jesus Christ. As you were saying, I need Jesus Christ just as much as the world does. Absolutely. He is He is the only good one. I need him in order to become who I'm supposed to become. Mm-hmm. So I, I see it as like um, my love for Christ, my love for God, even though I'm not following the patterns of the world, my love for God has increased my love yeah. for this world. Absolutely. It's great. Hey, listen, I'm... People listening in right now or watching this, like legit are gonna be like, ah, oh, this is how y'all always are. This is what I love. This is the intensity. The intensity. Like this is how, this is what goes on in the office all the time when y'all are in there. Praise God for that. Anyways, let's keep let's keep going, right? So last last round of questions I'll ask is just lessons from 2020. Um, maybe lessons that you've learned about God and about yourself. How they intertwine, like maybe they intermingle, maybe they don't, but lessons about God and yourself. Since January, the Lord has worked up in me to go back to school, um, which I'm doing right now. Um, But I did not, um, I thought that I did, but I hadn't until recently gotten um, 
full clarity as to why. Um, I thought I did, but I didn't. And I believe now that the reason why um, is before it was coming from a place of um, me feeling inadequate, hmm. feeling not ready, feeling that I haven't really fought the good fight of faith. Yes, and amen, I love Christ, I love um, ministry, but I'm 23, about to be 24. Um, and me in my life still living in my mom's house, I only have um, a few bill bills and looking out to people who I look up to um, and knowing their story, what they were doing at 24, even 24 year old um, guys um, who are further along than me in life um, saying, looking at that and there was a spirit of um, um, comparison. And so that um, unbeknownst to me was like, um, a big part of the reason why I was excited to make that change. Um, but the Lord gave, I would say about two weeks ago, um, gave me clarity. Um, and I really was, um, um, one of my friends, um, Sabrina called me, um, and she was just taking time out for the Lord. And I was just thinking, I was like, I haven't done that in a while. Mm -hmm. Just taking out like a day to spend with him. Um, and my normal spots, I don't know if it's weird or not, but my normal spots to go spend with him is to the South Carolina Aquarium in Charleston um, and then go to the beach. So I took a Saturday morning and I did that. Um, and just sitting there in all of his creation and his wonder. Um, and I'm looking <laughs> um, at the people in these spaces and listening to the conversations that they have. And My heart started to break and then I started to read um, Ephesians chapter two. Um, and it talks about how everyone, um, every single person who was born um, is dead in sin. And it took a God miracle to wake them up um, and to love God. Um, and how that applies to this is everything that I have is a gift from God. Mm -hmm. The fact that I have a roof over my head and family and friends to love me and a church to call home is a gift from God. Mm -hmm. I'm looking up in creation and I'm looking at the sparrow and I remember Jesus talking um, about how they don't have to worry. Mm -hmm. And God cares about us more than the birds. Mm -hmm. And so how much more does a good father who understands how to give good gifts will give to his son? And that made me just appreciate his intentionality in my life. Mm -hmm. um, and I stopped looking in the mirror um, and saying, well, I don't have what they have. I don't have what um, I wanted to have years ago. And I started saying, thank you, God, um, for giving me life and life abundant. Thanking God for, yeah, I have troubles, but who doesn't? Mm -hmm. And if I sit here and complain over and over again, take the woe is me posture, then I'm mm -hmm. missing out on what God has for me yeah. right now. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not in a season that I'm in on accident, yeah. but I am called to live for the glory of God. That means doing well, not for getting like him mm. or getting like her. Mm. Yeah. For becoming more like Christ mm -hmm. who came down to this world and humbled himself and had nothing. No place to lay his head. He had rags on his um, uh, on his body. He came down and he lived life and life abundant. And that goes deeper than the material on this world. Yeah. Not to say that that those things are not bad, but if just like our feelings that they're not submitted to mm -hmm. God, then I'm just as lost as everyone else. Yeah. So and so cool. I'm sitting there on the beach, looking at the sparrow, listening in on the conversations of the world, look, thinking back to my own testimony. I'm like, man, I have nothing to complain about. Because <laughs> I, could, I could have my own space. I could have a nice car. I could have been graduated and just 
be engulfed in parties every single weekend. I believe the Lord saved me from that when I left. It changed me in a way that now that I'm back in school, I don't have to have that as my testimony. Mm -hmm. But even deeper than getting a degree, he's putting me into spaces where my ministry has been extended. He said, oh, now that I've changed you, now that I've done the work and that you understand, I can trust you with so much more. You know what's so awesome about that too, though? And I think this is just a lesson for everybody to learn. It doesn't matter your age, but I think you were feeling a kind of way. And what you did, though, was you went back and spent time with God. You got a space where you could be quiet and he could speak to you. Because, you know, if you wouldn't have gone to the beach that day, you know what you would have felt? You would have felt the same comparison. You would have gone day after day after day feeling the same way. And your feelings didn't just one, right? But because you were willing to say, hey, I don't know all the answers. I don't know what you're really doing. I don't know why I'm back here. I don't know what's going on. But I'm just going to come spend time with you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to let you define that. I'm going to yeah. let you speak into that. And I think just super practical for every single person listening is like maybe your your feelings are like blazing out of control right now because you haven't got space yeah. to just be with the Father, the one who knows everything about you that created all of those feelings that yeah. knows about, and he yeah. let him speak into yeah. how you should be feeling. Yeah. But we're either too busy. Yeah. Come on. And I'm for work. Listen, I think we should be working harder yes. than anybody else. Amen. I am for work. Amen. But maybe we're too busy or we're too lazy. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, let's get some time, get some space, and let God redefine what's going on in Amen. our life. Yeah. Okay, one more. We got time for one more. Mina. Tell me, tell me, you know, lessons for 2020. Maybe God, you. Um 2020 has been a year. Um went into 2020 bad year um thought it was gonna be like the greatest year yet um and i think i could probably say that but like very different than i thought it would be um at the beginning crap hit the fan uh relationships blew up um honestly was like super confused stepped into an internship that i really didn't know much about (laughs) Um, the point of it right <laughs> nobody, nobody ever does <laughs> but I was like you know what Deborah's really cool she seems really great um I feel like I love connect um or like I do love connect uh but I didn't know much about connections as a whole um, so I'm stepping into 2020 like feeling like okay I don't really understand what is going on um but here I am God and so throughout this year it has been hard. I feel like every single thing about who Amina Davis is has been like, talk about a shaking. I mean, like my life has been like, (laughs) like shook. Um, And so I don't know, but this year has just like shown me that God is the only thing. Like he really is the only thing that is consistent. The only thing that matters. Um, and everything else outside of that, like you said, is a gift. It is a blessing. And it is it is a bounty of blessings. Um, but it is refocusing um, that had to happen. Uh, there were moments, actually a lot of times this year, that like my depression like came back. Um, and like real life, uh, suicidal thoughts came back. And that was hard to wrestle with because it was like, I thought I was over this. Like, God, I really thought that we were done with, like, feeling like this. I really thought that, like, my emotions were under control. I thought that they were submitted to you. And it was like, no, you just got comfortable. Mm-hmm. Like, you you felt like Jesus. you you got over it. But it's like, no, we haven't even gotten close to the root. And so it took, like, all right, now I'm journaling. I am, I am getting in spaces where I'm having silence and solitude because I don't know how to be by myself. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to be by myself. But here we are in the middle of 2020 and there's a pandemic and I can't go to work. I can't go to church. I can't be with most of my, like, I can't be with my friends all the time. And so I'm in my room and I'm like, so who am I? What does it even mean to be Amina? What does it mean to like be a human being? What does it mean to be a creation of God? Um, And now like all of these songs and like this scripture is like blowing up in my brain and I'm thinking about authority and uh, the access that I have to the Father and all of these things. And so like, I don't know, like 2020, if anything, has really taught me like, I, I have been given everything that I need 
for life from God. Um, my personality uh, is the way that it is because God has given me bits of him. Like I get to, I get the gift of uh, being a friend. Um, I get the gift of being silly and like having fun and being creative because that is how God is. Mm -hmm. um, God has a very huge sense of humor. We've seen that literally this year. Like we thought, oh my God, it's gonna be so great, whatever, but like Corona. Um, and so like I'm, I'm getting to um, live in the blessing of, uh, these are gifts given to me, the gift of this word um, and how important it is for me to root back uh, to the, or come back to this and my life be rooted in this. Um, so that like when the depression does come back up and it has yet again, but like I can say, this doesn't get to define who I am. I am not depressed. Do I struggle with depression? Absolutely. But I personally am not depressed. Okay. That is not who I am. My name is Amina. Oh. Um, and so like, these are things that I get to step in um, and I'm stepping into this role. You keep telling me all year long, you've been telling me I'm a pastor and all year long. I'm like, that's bull. Like <laughs> it's, that's not true. Um, and like, I keep coming back to, uh, the blessing that you gave me at the beginning of this year. Um, and I feel like every single day, like at the beginning or at the end, it talks about like the time is here, like step up. And every single day it feels like the time is here, so step up, Amina. And like, that's hard. But like, I get to do this with the God of the universe. Like, I don't have to yeah. do this alone. Um, and yes, I have friends, but like my friends have things going on too. And yes, I have a mentor, but like, she's got things going on too. But I get to do every single day with God. I get to talk to him all day long. And guess what? I do. Even when I'm crying, even when I'm like, laughing and all these things I get to talk to him all day and he enjoys that and he enjoys me he enjoys his creation and so Christian listening to this like God truly enjoys you not just like loves you because like he made you and he's like that's really cool I like that but like <laughs> no I love this thing so much that he would send, he would send his only son for you. And so it's just like, my mind has been blown. I'm stepping into this role as like, what does it even mean to be a pastor? What does it mean to be a female and a pastor? What does it mean to be black? We'll do that, on, a, we'll do that on another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what does it mean to then even go a step further, like to be black, a female and a pastor yeah. and to live in South Carolina uh, where like literally this this was a slave state. Mm -hmm. And so like un unraveling all of the things, all of the, the labels that have been put on me from forever or since forever. Um, it, mean, hey, it means that God knew exactly what he was doing when he created 100%. you. 100%. And, and it so, was like, all on purpose. There's an intentional design to all of this. And I'm seeing big picture, the, the rose colored glasses are coming, coming off and I'm getting to mm -hmm. see the world for what it really is. It really mm -hmm. is disappointing. But... I get to see the hope that is in Jesus Christ. I get to see that like that death, burial and resurrection was beautiful mm -hmm. and that it truly set me free. And that daily, daily, I get to be made more like him. Are you serious? <laughs> like that is that is beyond what I deserve. And so it's just like, oh, oh I don't even know. There's so many lessons. Love I could it. probably take up a whole yeah. 30 minutes of of time to tell you about what I've learned about God, what I've learned about myself, but God is faithful. God is sure. good. He is good. He is good. He is good. Um, and he is consistent. Um, he is, he is gracious. He is kind. He is all the things. I think the best way to explain it is God is God. Because all the other words, they're just, they're not good enough, but That's God it. is God. That's it. That's um, it. And the reality of every conversation, you know, this entire time is, and I think this is perspective that I just got ingrained this year, is that God is the prize. Mm -hmm. 
I know we say that. I know that became kind of buzz word at church, but like he really is the prize. Yeah. And so if he's the prize, anything that happens in any year that removes obstacles, removes distractions, removes anything and allows you to see and experience more of him. Mm-hmm. So everything in our perspective, right? Closing down all the distractions, shutting us down, locking us in a room, literally, you know, everything that happened this year. If he is the prize and he has removed all those things, mm-hmm. then everything that happened this year is grace on our life and yeah. it's a gift from him. Yeah. And so I think for me, that's just something I've seen more and more and more of is as I'm getting older, these things aren't just like accidental things. It is God being like showing and giving grace to me in my life so that I can experience him more so that I can depend. Hey, when there's more uncertainty, let me tell you about uncertainty as a pastor this year. When there is more uncertainty in what the future holds, it actually draws me to a closer place to trust him more, to build my faith with him more. And so if I can just put a bow on all this, it is that this year as hard and as difficult and as, you know, I feel like this time has felt, we felt all the emotions, disappointment, frustration, exciting, laughter, fun, friendship. Um, honestly, at the end of it all, it got us closer. This year yeah. got us closer to God and it's been a gift. Yeah. And that's why I think we can say, hey, this is one of the best years. I know that that's crazy, but I think the right perspective matters. Yeah. Um, and so you guys are awesome. You're phenomenal. Listen, I'm speaking for 18. You guys really do represent 18, 25 year olds. And I'm just going to say this because I'm have a microphone on. Okay. But the reality is I think our church and I think the church is in great hands because I believe in y'all 18, 25 year olds that are watching this. I believe in you. Like this is it. I really believe that God did not mess up putting you in the place that you're at. He is going to give you authority to do his good work, to get, bring the gospel Everywhere. Listen, if 2020 was the shaking, what's 2021 going to be? Is it going to be the, the right? Is it going to be the unleashing of it? Are we going to go? You know what I'm saying? And so maybe, maybe, just maybe, and I believe it, and I'm going to believe it, that he did everything he needed to do. He got all the right pieces, and he is just going to unleash this force of 18 to 25 year olds out into the world and get ready. Yeah. Get ready. I love y'all. Thank you, guys. Thank y'all. This is awesome. That's freaking great. Let's go, Rally. Thank you for joining the Rally podcast. We hope it encouraged you. We'd love for you to be part of the Rally family. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and YouTube at New Spring Rally so you don't miss a thing.